0: Now this one's weird because Manaphy is the only mythical that can be bred. Like we're talking like like whole wheat, multigrain. Gianna. I mean, like shoving it in the same room as a Ditto and then walking away. Oh, no, completely different.
1: You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening.
0: Aw, snap! A new celebratory event is coming. Put your hands together for the newest addition to Pokemon Go. We're cleaning up our act during Sustainability Week. Sketch a picture. It'll last longer.
1: And more on this episode of GoCast. hello and welcome to the go cast podcast this is episode 141 it's april 20th uh it's another tuesday evening nothing else special about the day A wink my name is chris i'm your host and as always i'm joined by my co-host kyle
0: hiya hey kyle how's it going you know <laughs> it is it is it is
1: It is going or it, just, it is? just is
0: it just is right now
1: okay all right how it's going is how it's going <laughs> great that's yeah. that's nice to hear for the sake of everybody's mental health i'm not going to ask any more prying questions how about that that sounds good uh <laughs> before we get started here shout out to one brand new patron of ours toby Wan. which i love (laughs) that name so much Uh, kyle and i we got a we got a giggle out of it when we were first talking about the notes and the giggle again just now that's good value so thank you (laughs) all right kyle we made some goals last week and it's also been as mentioned i suppose a week so uh, anything notable happened this week? And then we can talk about goals I know you've been really busy. So maybe nothing crazy, but
0: anything? Not really. This was a very light Pokemon week due to just some personal stuff going on in real life. I just didn't really feel like playing Pokemon Go. So it just is how it fell.
1: That's fair enough. Uh, and so, sort of not like nothing, nothing crazy. You didn't get like a shiny and wake up to a tooth fairy uh, shiny underneath your pillow or anything like that.
0: No shiny this week. Oh, OK. All right.
1: Uh, I had a, an OK week. I did a lot of walking again, uh, as I said, I would. Uh, and I hit several of my goals. I'm excited to talk about that. But outside of the goals and eggs hatched, I got three shinies this week. I got a Magikarp, <laughs> Yahoo, <laughs> a patch rat yahoo oh. and just now during spotlight hour yes that's right i actually played a spotlight hour i got a shiny grimer thrilled about that but Ooh. let's talk about goals <laughs> how about that huh uh-huh all right kyle your first one was to get down to 2000 in storage i did not
0: do that Ooh. okay i got to 2500 because i forgot what goal i set for myself and by the time i talked to chris again i'm like no i'm not I'm not going back through my storage right now. Oh, you could just delete a whole block of 500. I thought you didn't care. Well, I, all of my stuff is now like spaced out. I don't have a bunch of one type Pokemon like I do when I do that. all Oh, that. so not so easy now, is it? Huh. Well, no, I just have to scroll. And that's that's too much time for right before we record. <laughs> just, I just don't have the energy to scroll through my inventory.
1: Uh, Landorus T times 10. No, I only did like
0: three or four. OK, all right.
1: Spend stardust. That was your open-ended, whatever you want it to be, goal.
0: Yeah, I I spent like eight hundred thousand just before the show. You spent eight hundred k? Just put your power up. Um, I don't know, I, a couple of oddish. I don't I, know. <laughs> I, I I maxed out my like ninety six percent Kyogre, who was apparently sitting at level thirty eight. I maxed out two Tyranitars that were at level thirty five. Powered up a Groudon, powered up my 100% Entei. What else? Powered up a couple of my Ryperiors that were sitting at like 3,000 CP to 3,600, whatever it was. So just all nice. stuff that I use regularly, but we're not fully powered up. Oh, I maxed out two Metagross that I had Meteor Mash. Sitting Meteor there.
1: Mash? Yeah, there yeah. we go. Nice. Bringing that neutral DPS. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody just invite Kyle to your raids. He'll just show up with <laughs> six maxed out. Yeah, invite me all to, right. invite me to the all finger. your
0: Grand Bull raids.
1: Yeah, do it. Please do, because I'm not answering that call. No,
0: sir. Halfway to best buddy with Gengar is your last goal. I'm really glad I didn't go ambitious and say all the way to best buddy, because um, that was what I wanted to do. That was that was mm-hmm. in my mind. I got three quarters of the way, so I did it.
1: Oh, nice. Well done. So two out of four, not bad for a a less than involved week. Like you said, He didn't play too much. So nice. For myself, I wanted to hit at least 1 million experience, and I did do that handily. I did like 1.2 this week or something like that. 50 plus eggs. I mean, like 55. So I did that. Best buddy, Machamp. Tyson and I are best buddies as of yesterday. Yeah. And I've moved on to Quasar, the Rayquaza. <laughs> Sorry, the Rayquaza. I don't know.
0: I have always said Rayquaza.
1: I mean, I think I think Rayquaza is correct, and Rayquaza is what I like to say. Rayquaza sounds better. And then three hundred thousand Stardust, and boy, howdy, did I blow that one out of the water! I got four hundred thousand (laughs) Stardust, so not by much, but enough. I get to say that I blew it out of the water. Great, that's a four out of four. Ooh, I win with a perfect score this week by virtue of having time to play which is an unfair (laughs) way of framing this but uh, let's not diminish my own victory here chris okay chris you got it anyway two other little things here reversal hit me up in dms today and he was like hey listening to the podcast just two quick things first he had some tips for dealing with cliff's aerodactyl kyle and i talked about how it was a little bit difficult so use a pokemon with magnet bomb and and have them be like secondary for instance The example that he used was a Magnezone. Swap right into the Magnezone right away and then just burn down the Aerodactyl Shields from there really quickly and easily. And then the rest of the fight should basically play itself because the rest are kind of easy to build counters around. He also sent me a link to a video of him doing it with 2,500 and under CP for his entire team, which we will link in the show notes.
0: And for those who don't know, the idea of the magazine second is because if you switch that causes the rocket ai to pause for i believe it's two full seconds but i don't know the exact number <clears throat> so you get halfway to your charge move before they even attack you
1: yeah yeah which is the which is one of the great benefits of bringing, for example for like machamp like cross chop <clears throat> by the time you cast it though too the delay is the same as if you had swapped so you could spam charge moves everybody's familiar with that delay it's the same with swapping like kaya was saying as well and then additionally uh rev said hey when catching pokemon when fast catching pokemon pokemon from incense or photobomb will stay after being fast caught on the overworld so we were talking about we weren't really quite sure what caused them to stay around and what didn't apparently incense or photobomb will make them stick around that's good to
0: know i'll have to pay more attention to that then when i'm playing especially for community days
1: yeah so shout out to you reversal thank you thank you thank you for the insight appreciate it okay i think that's i think that's it and it's time for the news section yo what up it's the news and uh we just got one news story this week and it's a new event who would have guessed new pokemon snap event trainers the new Pokemon snap celebration commemorates the April 30th release of new Pokemon snap for Nintendo switch in new Pokemon snap. You'll travel to islands unknown to photograph a variety of Pokemon and create your very own Pokemon photo decks to celebrate the (laughs) game's release. How clever you can enjoy an event in Pokemon go inspired by this fun method of researching Pokemon ecology through photography. In celebration of the release of new Pokémon Snap on Nintendo Switch, you can look forward to an event inspired by the photography-focused game and the Lentil region where it's set. I got to say, as a big Pokémon fan, I'm not a big fan
0: of how they named this region. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Like I mean, I get it, but I don't understand why it's I just think of lentil soup. Yeah, that's that's it. That's it's inten- it has to be intentional, right? I guess so. Maybe it'll make more sense
1: if we play it, but who knows?
0: I don't I don't know.
1: Uh, Pokemon inspired by different habitats in the Lentil region will be appearing more often in the wild and in raids. A new avatar item and sticker will be available, and Shiny Smeargle will be making its Pokemon Go debut. Whoa, cool. When is this happening? From Thursday, April 29th at 10 a.m. to Sunday, May 2nd at yeah, 8 p.m. My, local time. That's my birthday. May 2nd? it's your birthday yes cool so we can hang out after 8 p.m because i got an event to do How yeah, that? okay i'm working right. so oh great great you're not free until 11 30 anyway yeah
0: <laughs> 9 30 <930.
1: laughs> true true features include pokemon inspired by the deserts jungles and underwater landscapes of the lentil region such as low tad cacnea and ducklet what a five-star list of Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild. Smeargle Smeargle will be appearing in snapshots more often than usual. If you're lucky, you might even encounter a shiny Smeargle. Please note that Smeargle will only appear in snapshots a limited number of times. And while shiny Smeargle will no longer appear after the event concludes, you may encounter one during future events. We'll come back to that in a second. That's worth revisiting. Pokemon inspired by the lentil region like Vaporeon, Meganium, and Shrapinch will be appearing more often in Rays, And look forward to event-exclusive field research and timed research that's focused on taking snapshots. A camera avatar item and a camera-themed gift sticker will be available in the shop during the event. The new gift sticker will also be available from Pokestops. That's pretty cool. Okay, so... Shiny Smeargle will be available for the event, and then after the event is over, it will be taken out. We've seen this before with one other Pokemon, and that Pokemon is Meltan. You can make an argument for Ditto, but they didn't guarantee that Ditto was going to be coming back in the future. You can probably make a good assumption that it will, but they outlined specifically for Meltan, and we've seen Meltan, Shiny Meltan, come once. back like twice? I'm pretty sure
0: it's just once.
1: It came back once, so it's been available twice. Yes, correct. Okay, and then they're signaling that'll be the same treatment for smirgle yes so some people are upset about this some people don't care and some people like this i think the first camp is more vocal than the other two camps combined <laughs> yeah it's fair yeah. enough why if you didn't care why would you say anything i suppose uh so kyle i'd love to hear your take on this first of all what camp are you in secondly do you think there's anything worth exploring with this and third uh do you even care about shiny <laughs>
0: Camp is. I don't think it's that big a deal.
1: Okay, that wasn't one of the camps. So the the is that the third one, or is well, that the middle one that you don't care?
0: Well, it's it's upset about it. Okay with it, and well, it's indifferent, right? Yeah. So you just so I'm, you're I'm okay in, with indifferent. It. I just it doesn't well, it doesn't matter in okay. my opinion. I understand entirely why people are upset about it, though. <clears throat> okay. I don't know. I don't know how much there actually is to say, because the people who are upset about it will not be swayed one way or another. They have perfectly good reasons to be upset about it, but that doesn't really change how anyone else is going to feel either. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. And like, it's different in another scenario where you can maybe make an argument or debate back and forth about it. But this is the kind of position where everyone's going to hold firm and no one's going to be swayed. For the most part, when I say everyone, I don't mean 100% of all people. I just mean a vast majority of the people who hold those beliefs.
1: Sure, sure. Um, I'm going to say I'm in the camp that is completely okay with it. And I actually kind of wish they would do more stuff like this. Where they had limited availability for shinies, because believe it or not, shinies have no pivotal gameplay mechanic associated with them despite everybody kind of treating them as such. And so to give them special treatment instead of being like, okay, now it's available. Good luck. Whenever it shows up, you can now see it. I kind of like having a reason to be excited about a particular type of event that I would normally not care that much about. Go snapshot is a great example. Well, I love the feature. It's not like the thing I do, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like having a reason to be excited about that event that I otherwise would not care as much about.
0: Here's a thought. So limited amount of encounters, it's assumed five, right? Five. Yeah, per I day. think that's, that's that's pretty reasonable to assume, sure. That's just kind of what we expect. It's how many mm-hmm. Rotom we got, it's how many they do on community day. So that's fifteen. 20. I'm sorry, that's twenty because it starts Thursday and Sunday. If it's not a boosted rate, that's not cool. If it's even a perma boosted rate like Chansey, one in seventy, that's fine. Yeah. But at, at one in you know, four hundred or whatever the higher end of shiny rates are. Yeah. That that feels bad for people who do want to try and get shiny smear goal.
1: I can agree with that. But even if it does have an abysmally low, and that is to say, normal shiny rate, uh, I think that my argument still stands for my opinion here. It gives me a reason to look forward and give it another try later. It's not a core gameplay thing. It's it's whatever. It's just an added bonus. It's a reason to engage with the feature and the event, therefore.
0: I will just take the opposite opinion in that if it was base shiny rate and they left it in, that gives you a reason to forever take part in the feature because you could only get one snapshot a day.
1: And that's very, very true. So hopefully it is boosted and only available during the events. And I feel like that would be the, the best scenario.
0: I'd be all for having a conversation with somebody who feels otherwise just to because I've only read people's very angry opinions. online. (laughs) No one is very reasonable about it, but people angry online. That's illegal. I know,
1: right? That can't even happen. I don't believe you. Uh, Yes, I do. Anyway, (laughs) that's it for the news. Just that one piece of news for you, which means sooner than normal which is great in my opinion because i look forward to this every single week we're gonna pass it over to kyle for gear up
0: so this week on gear up we're gonna be doing a little like speculation prediction type thing Ooh! and we're gonna be talking about go fest because it's april it's almost may and we haven't heard anything about GoFest. whether it's gonna be a ticketed stay at home thing whether they want to wait and postpone it till next year and just go for an in-person thing again i find that one very very unlikely we just don't even know if we're gonna have one yeah and you you know that's an option it could not be that would be a bad idea by niantic but yeah it is definitely an option it's not the option i hope for (laughs) but What does GoFest in 2021 look like if it's stay-at-home? We've had a full year now of events where you're staying at home. So there's been a lot of adapting and adding to the game in the meantime. And also, Stay-at-Home Fest 2020 kind of set the precedent for a lot of those things as well. First up, the biome hours fast had to work around not having specific locations, so they switched to time slots. Love it or hate it, I think it was successful, although it's a little disappointing not being able to pick what you're going after. It's a good alternative given the scenario. Exactly. It is, it is probably the best way to work out the problem without just letting the player say, hey – I want to go to this biome now or this biome now. Right. Which, which could be an option. Like that could be a feature they add to the game in the middle of an event, but I don't think they would do that. Yeah. And they've also done a lot of hourly stuff since then. We had the Canto tour, of course, which rotated through the cities and the types. And we've also had at least two incense days where it rotated hour by hour what spawns your incense pulled. The most recent one being the psychic one with Beldam. Not even that long ago. Honestly, I don't know. Was it that long ago? Time is.
1: No, it really was. It was like sense. a
0: month ago. I <laughs> okay. Think. Yeah. It was, see, I saw reversals video and it was posted at the start of February. And I'm like, we've had these rocket leaders for two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But talking about the biomes, just I hope we see more interesting things like battle and friendship and less of the generic fire, water, grass that we we had. I know they're they're flagship. They're the types, you know, yeah, it's hard. The it's hard to not do that. You have yeah. to put things in there that are really compelling and not make them rare. Like, like what? Well. Last year we had a Lola Marowak who was pretty great to have in fire, but he was not very common. I didn't see my most of my spawns until the second day when all the spawns happened at once. Mm-hmm. Or make something worth catching in water. Lots of shelter. Just make it all sh- not all shelter, but <laughs> oops, all shelter. Oops, all shelter. You know, it's like thirty <laughs> percent shelter. I'll be fine. You know, something worth catching. I can't think of a grass type that would make it compelling off the top of my head but you could think of probably some bug types that then you know combi Sports stardust obviously oh yeah absolutely but but also it's
1: but, it's very easy for some like hype picks to to sneak in there like they're really good at juxtaposing scyther and i noticed the optics of scyther spawns a lot more because it's like one of my favorite pokemon right yeah but i think that they do they do right consistently by some pokemon at that caliber
0: you know agreed of course that this is all made much more complicated because you want every single thing that spawns to be shiny capable right because you don't want to feel like you wasted your time clicking something when it's could be shiny and
1: now if it was kanto it's shiny possible
0: yeah but aside from biomowers we have something new that we didn't have last year and it's the collection challenges you can be sure whenever we get go Fest again there will be like 12 of them. Just yes. catch everything, do everything, and it's going to be great. Like, I'm really looking forward to that. Just just tick off all of the check boxes, please. All of them. Yes. And, of course, it's not going to be a go-fest without special spawns. First things first, the regional. What regional is it going to be, Chris? Um, or rather, let me provide a list of what I think it could be. Okay, Because I looked through them, I'm like, what's still regional again? <laughs> you don't think about it if you can't catch it, right?
1: Very true. Yeah, like Corsola? Not even in the conversation. I, don't even,
0: I just forget that's a Pokemon so often now because I don't see <laughs> it in Go. True. <laughs> First off is Sigilife. That seems like it's that's a prime one for a go GoFest, personally. One that's a little less so, Maractus. Eh... It was a newer edition,
1: I'd probably lean away from that.
0: It's not that new when you compare to consider when we're gonna get this event.
1: I was thinking more like generation two Pokemon like Heracross.
0: I just but they I'm I'm thinking of stuff that hasn't been featured in other global events, for example. And oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure Heracross was like the feature for the one in the Philippines last year. Was it Philippines? Not last year, but 2019. Heracross
1: was at, was also at the very first GoFest.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Never yeah. got that one. Yeah, it's, Still.
1: <laughs> a lot of people that got went there also didn't get one. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in good company.
0: Um, <laughs> oh here's one God. that occurred to me, and I'm like, no, don't do it. But it's something so Niantic. At this point, is the Elemental Monkeys.
1: Uh, you know what? Panseer, okay.
0: Panpour, Pan Sage.
1: Let's just get it over with true you know like i need them you need them we all want to catch one let's just <laughs> get it over with <laughs>
0: <laughs> not at not at go fast now this is the one though i saved the best for last because i think it's probably the best regional and it's tropius uh yes Nanerbeard. Nanerbeard. i what else is there to say tropius is really good in pvp and not a lot of people have him Mm -hmm. would be really exciting to see that as a feature
1: i mean i think outside of that like we already touched on the two that i think will probably show back up although you have a great counter argument for it but like heracross and corsola i think Uh, now that we've given the genuine regionals to everybody at the canto event um even though people still manage to not catch them (laughs) that it's time to move on to the other ones that people have had for a long long time heracross is a great example
0: I would like a Corsula, please. I don't have yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice. That said, no, don't give me Corsula, because we're going to get Galarian Corsula eventually, and that'll be You mean Corsula? No, Corsula is the evolution. Oh, that's right. It The it, uh, first one will count for decks. Anyways, right. moving on from regionals, though, it wouldn't be GoFest without more rare spawns. Now, we don't have a new pseudo-legendary this year. We have not received one, which means the newest one is still Gibble. Sorry to disappoint. Axu is not a pseudo legendary. For those of you who don't know that, which is a shame, but it could still spawn. Don't be disappointed yet.
1: It, OK, it's not technically a pseudo legendary, but it's being treated as one. In
0: it God. is, but it's not. He doesn't have the 600 base staff. Oh, it's not my okay. God. Everybody get a load of this guy. Now, that said, we don't have an announcement. We don't know anything about dates or anything. Gudra could be out. By the time this was a thing, it could be a good opportunity for it to be a rare spawn at an event that gets people even more excited. Mm-hmm. They don't usually release new Pokemon for GoFest, so this is assuming it comes out before GoFest happens, though. Same for hone edge. That's that's that one's just me. But hone edge, sir, step away from the mic, <laughs> <laughs> sir. Look, look, it's it's a perfect. Get off the a, table. <laughs> it's a perfect fit for another battle hour. Age of slash is gonna be really good in PvP. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It's just it could be great. <laughs> okay anyway you're just so passionate about this (laughs) i'm so passionate everyone everyone dumps on aegislash because it was a sword and a shield yeah at the time it came out and it's such a good pokemon you should have started
1: off sword and shield with a hone edge.
0: i wish i wish and you couldn't even catch one until like way too late in the game but anyway yeah of course there's gibble and dino Expect to see those flaunted again, as well as the other pseudo legendaries. You know, Dratini, lavatar will be around because why not? Beldum, Beldum for sure. Those those three will probably be on the common side of the spawns, and then Gibble and Dino will be on the rare side. Yeah, because the shiny more than
1: anything. But Beldum is now the
0: next one on us coupon that we all get. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a freebie. And then lastly, anything that's not very common that you want XL candy for, cuz I'm sure they're keeping track of that. Stuff like Snorlax, as we we know lickitung as as we know mm-hmm. something a little bit less stunfisk which we've had in an event recently, but really you can only get in eggs currently. Is another big one. I couldn't find any more obvious candidates for XL candy that would make sense, but I'm sure there are more out there that would fill in that list. Next up, we have to include raids. If we're talking about stay at home fest because people are going to be doing raids. And honestly, here's the weird one. The same raids as last year would not be so bad anymore because XL candy exists.
1: Oh, but, Oh,
0: hang on. Read your list first. I got, I got some thoughts. (laughs) So in case you don't remember, the four Pokemon that were in Legendary Raids for Stay at Home Fest were Kyogre and Groudon, Dialga, and Palkia. We need
1: Palkia and Dialga Shinies before they run these back again.
0: As as much as we do, people will raid Dialga for that XL Candy. Okay, we at least need
1: Shiny Palkia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: they can please. hold on to Dialga
0: for another event. That'd be fine. But- oh, God. But if we wanted to go for something else, you could also do more PvP-focused. I know that Dialga is PvP-focused already, but Deoxys Forms would be a pretty decent idea. Make raids turn over super fast and put all the Deoxys Forms in them. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. We really only need Defense Form. Yeah, we we only need Defense Form.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if I get one Defense Form, and then I can do like... 50 at speed form <laughs> or attack form. Oh,
1: true. 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 Yeah, I'll take
0: that. <laughs> that I, you know what? I didn't
1: appreciate that from a speed rating perspective. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah.
0: Registeel. Chance for Registeel XL candy for Ultra League and Cresselia. We haven't had Cresselia in a long time now. We haven't had Registeel in a while either, but, and that's all for the raids. I'm sticking to the legendaries because. It doesn't really matter what they put in three stars. I really hope nobody goes and rates them. (laughs) And that's you need it. Do one for whatever the collection is. Last year we had Aerodactyl and Chansey. Yeah. Pretty sure I did one of each. (laughs) (laughs) Aerodactyl
1: is that's a great way to shiny hunt for Aerodactyl. But you see Chansey in so many other types of events. It's like almost
0: not even worth it. Yeah. Yeah. But lastly, is Go Fest. It's not Go Fest without a mythical Pokemon. True. So I got a list of mythical Pokemon. Chris, I want to hear what you have to say. First off, is Arceus. No. It's not happening. No. no. A, that one's just on there for fun. It's They don't know what to do with Arceus. He just won't happen.
1: I think they know what to do with Arceus. I think they're waiting for the correct event to come around I, to feature Arceus I for the first time. And then we'll get it 18 more
0: times. Yeah, in 12 years. It'll it'll take us 12 years uh-huh. to get the Odyssey's form. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next up is one that seems fairly likely to me. Manaphy and F- Fionn. F- Fione. Fionn. To... Fionn, yeah. Manaphy and the other one. Yeah, Manaphy and the, the not legendary, mythical, legendary thing. Yeah, the other one. Now, this one's weird because... Manaphy is the only mythical that can be bred. Like we're talking like like whole wheat, multigrain, ciabatta. I mean like shoving it in the same room as a ditto and then walking away. Oh, oh, <laughs> completely different. Gotcha. But the egg that it produces does not make another Manaphy. It makes a fion, And you can have as many fion as you want, but there's only one Manaphy. So if they went this route, they'd put Manaphy in the special research. Maybe they put Fionn just in raids because it's not as special. We have had mythicals technically in raids. Technically speaking, Darkrai is a mythical, so it's not unheard of.
1: I think this would be the time for them to introduce special event eggs that are their own specific distance, different color or whatever. And you could, you have to hatch them during the event. Oh,
0: God, Chris, you know, it's uh, be quiet.
1: Don't, no, I don't want to I, so great. I will eggs. put you in like a tiny dog backpack and I'll carry <laughs> you around so we can hatch these eggs. I That's what we'll do. Oh, my God. We'll do like a Yoda Skywalker situation. Be like, carry me around. I don't want to hatch any <laughs> eggs.
0: God, that'd be great. But speaking of two mythicals in one, there's shaman and also Skyform shaman. Mm hmm. It's just a mystical with two forms. Who knows what they're going to do with it, but it's just as easy to just give both as it is to give one. I think we'll just get them one at a time and they'll be stuck in their forms. We'll get
1: we'll get hedgehog form and flying deer form.
0: Yeah, but like, will we get them at the same time? No, no, (laughs) no, I I do. I actually think they're going to be the reward for the same event because they can only do it once. I think that's
1: optimistic thinking.
0: I think if we just get one, people will be very upset, just like with Manaphy.
1: You know what? Okay, I'm not just going to poop on the idea and not give you a counter example. I think it's much more likely in this scenario that we would receive hedgehog form. By the way, that's not the correct form. but Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hedgehog yeah. <laughs> form, the one that looks like a little cute hedgehog, which is my favorite preferred form of shaman. Yes. We get that. And then later for like a like a spring event or something or something else that celebrates nature. It is part of special research for that. We get the other form.
0: I don't know. It'd be a mythical in a special research that is separate from like anything. Or
1: or the research that you get for the event has one and the research you get after the event has the other one.
0: But what about the people who don't buy the event? They don't get the hedgehog. (laughs) Should have
1: bought a ticket.
0: No, we can't do that. <laughs> oh. Before Chris puts his foot any farther in his mouth, we'll move on to the next one. It's a big mouth. <laughs> Last is Keldeo. It's the My Little Pony of Pokemon. And it would just finish the Swords of Justice. Like, come on. It's not going to be that great. So what if it's a 20 page research, Kyle,
1: very difficult. You have to play all day. Very hard to get it. Finished, and your reward is Kecleon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not shiny. Uh, like, I could see them doing that, but then there's one more step. They're like, ah, just kidding. It's it It's not. But so that's just my fairly long take. It's been almost 20 minutes now of wow. what would a stay at home fest 2021 look like but i'm all for other ideas within reason from anybody else who has thoughts Say what do you think chris do you think i said anything crazy here do you have anything crazy you'd like to see at a stay at home fest
1: no i i don't think anything crazy i would love to see them just like come out swinging and close a lot of you know Gaps currently of things that were like really like it would be great to get Keckley on just sort of like as an add on to the other stuff be cool to finish that up and wrap that whole generation up for <laughs> sure um release shinies for things we've been waiting for like Palkia and slash or Dialga would be really great. but I think mostly if they stay the course and do something similar that they did last year, maybe with less rocket stuff, <laughs> I think I'd be okay with that,
0: yeah, honestly, I was happy. And honestly, the rocket stuff was fine, just not as the go fest. I want to see that amount of rocket stuff for other stuff,
1: yeah, yeah. I think the rocket takeover was fun. it was cool. I just uh cared more about the spawns day two than I did about the rocket takeover.
0: yeah, you're at a significant disadvantage in that situation if you're not using a Go plus or you're not a gotcha owner or something,
1: yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, looking forward to whatever Niantic decides to do this year. Uh, I mean, like Kyle mentioned, we're we're really getting to that point where they probably should at least tell us if it's happening or not. Uh, I don't see why it wouldn't happen, but it's, time's a ticking. We're getting close to it being too late here. So let's see. Anyway, let's move along here to the Pokalore. And this week, we're going to be talking about the newest addition to the Pokemon Go Available pool of Pokemon, Binacle, the two handed Pokemon, and Barbarical, the collective Pokemon. They both also share an additional category of being Kyle's favorite Pokemon.
0: I hate this Pokemon.
1: You sure do, buddy. Binacle's up first. Binacle is a Pokemon that resembles a goose barnacle, <laughs> the most majestic of all barnacles. <clears throat> It also has the appearance of a hand and arm. The hand that has quotes around it serves as its head. Its head is brown with puffy orange cheeks and yeah, orange marking where it. a nose would be located on top of its head are three long claws. Its body is orange and a white band is around the middle. Binacle is always found as a pair living in a single gray rock that needed to cooperate. And needed to cooperate with each other in order to survive. It moves by stretching and contracting its bodies and yanking the rock along in a hopping motion. The pair has a tendency of squabbling with one another. When they do, one of them will move and find a different rock with a different binacle to live alongside with. Binacle eats seaweed and washes up on the shoreline. H- hang on. The rock
0: is not part of the Pokemon? No. No. I refuse. I mean, it is, but it's also not. No, it's like a shell. It's, they can leave. No, that doesn't make it. That's so, doesn't make any sense when you look at well, the next it's, Pokemon.
1: It, it's just, it's just as, it makes just as much sense as like Beldum fusing together or Magnemite fusing together to make other
0: evolutions.
1: No, no. What? No. You can break Magna, Magneton apart into
0: other yes, magnets that, that's fine because it's just the body there's no rock holding them together mm. it, and that they can't just leave the rock that's like saying Diglett can just get out of the ground and walk away it, maybe it can i've seen a lot of fan art that would indicate <laughs> that it possibly could okay but then barbacle is 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 like a counter example to this and i'll let you read that
1: <laughs> okay barbarical is a bipedal pokemon with a body that consists of two gray rocks Connected by an orange segmented waist. It has four orange arms connected to the upper rock. Its head is brown and resembles a left fist. There are four clawed fingers on top and a clawed thumb on its right cheek. Sounds like a hand to me. Its face is orange with two eyes, but no other distinguishable features. Each arm has a brown hand with a single eye in the center of the palm, four long claws, and a brown band around the middle insert pan's labyrinth monster sound here its legs are also orange but have two brown bands and brown feet with four claws and a four-pointed star on the soles it's also written right next to it is andy through evolution two binacle have multiplied into seven which is not how math works each limb it's, <laughs> thinks for itself and moves independently, though they usually follow the head's orders. But only if it has enough gym badges, I'm assuming. Something like that. Since each limb has an eye, it is able to see in all directions at once.
0: All right, so what was, what was the counter example here? It's two rocks connected. Where did the second rock come from when it evolved? Does it have to go and find a pair of rocks to wear as shorts? Well, through evolution, two Binnacle have multiplied into seven. So that's that's fine. That's that's like the genetic makeup of the Pokemon turning into seven.
1: No, 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 no. Oh, I guess I guess you're right. It does. This one's not
0: like Beldum, where the two the two binacle found two more binacle and then made seven.
1: But but two but a pair of binacle is just Binnacle. Like it's just one binacle. Yes. So this could be saying, it could be saying the two binacle within one binacle, or it could be saying two binacles, which would be four binacles. But then it makes seven, which is not correct. <laughs> but it n- no,
0: it's not. It's not, Where's it's the other not correct. One coming but coming also, from? I refuse. One binacle counts for two hands. It's the two handed Pokemon. Well, one can go leave. It cannot that's nonsense that's why i said it's nonsense it can't leave it's the two-handed pokemon <laughs> it it's the two-handed pokemon you can't just Spoon. walk it's that's like a doug trio one of them leaving because they wanted and then it's just a doug duo yeah doug duo. <laughs> no that's a doe duo dude come
1: hey. on <laughs> hey uh what did what did one binacle say to the other one when they when they left the rock what bye binacle <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's no. move on to stats before Kyle reaches through the internet and strangles me. Stats include: here we go. Nothing exciting. Sorry to spoil it for you. Max CP at level 40, 2675. That's a resounding yikes from the audience. At level 50, 3025. Ooh, Ugh. we barely made it. They said it wasn't possible, but here we are. We got over 3K. Now, what could be responsible for this? Oh, probably these stats right here: 176 stamina. 205 defense and only 194 attack yikes best move set water gun stone edge i guess (laughs) those are the only two moves that you could have with stab in both categories they're not even the same type but it is a water rocks uh, type pokemon so there you go have at it it is not our official recommendation to ever use this pokemon for anything don't do it but if you're going to water gun and stone edge I guess. So, Kyle, you dislike this Pokemon. Do Do you like it more or less now having learned about its biology (laughs) and whatever you want to call it?
0: I like it less. Okay. I I love the idea of each limb thinks for itself and moves independently. It's like some kind of eldritch horror. If it didn't (laughs) look so dang goofy. It does look pretty goofy. It does. And the thing with the rock is unforgivable for me. I just can't.
1: Unforgivable. It's
0: unforgivable. It was supposed <laughs> to redeem it, and it just made it worse.
1: You know what? The the rock is fine for me. The, the issue that I have is that two plus two equals seven <laughs> with this Pokemon. And that freaks me out. That's not how it works. Ugh, whatever. Oy vey. Let's move on to the PokePole. How about that? So last
0: week's PokePole was, which Pokemon do you think has incorrect typing, and how would you fix it? First one's from Matters, and he said, hello, gents. For me, the odd bod Pokemon typing is on Psyduck. Why is it a pure water type? Surely it should be water psychic. The clue is in the name, people. Even its in-game description states that Psyduck uses a mysterious power. My head hurts. Inserts Psyduck sound effect here. Let's hear your best Psyduck sound. I can't do it right now. I legitimately can't remember it. Really? Yeah, like I. I Psy- thought. Psy- uh, okay, that's not that's not bad. Okay, I I agree. It's it's in the name. It, it, it's it's psychic. Does it is gold duck has not become psychic either? Does it? It's still just pure water. No. What? Well, hey, hang on. I'm like 85% sure on that one. I'm
1: pretty sure it's it's water monotype. What I told this? you. this <laughs> I is like bearing bears. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: oh my gosh. I, I wonder how oh. many people out there how many people out there just had the Mandela effect occur? Oh my they're like, gosh. I swear to God it's psychic. I thought it
1: was, too. I mean, I knew Psyduck was like kind of like a weird spot where you're like, it should be. But I didn't realize that Golduck was just as disappointing.
0: Yeah. See, Psyduck would not be so bad if Golduck inherited a psychic typing. It's like Psyduck has these headaches. It doesn't know what it is. It evolves into Golduck. It handles it. Turns out it has psychic powers. That'd be cool.
1: Kappa. I couldn't agree more. The next one's from Boris. Yeah. The obvious answer is, of course, Charizard looks like a dragon breathes fire like a dragon, let's face it, it is a dragon. Well, according to the Pokedex, it's not. Not until you go through all the trouble of mega-evolving it, and then only one of its two mega-evolved forms
0: <laughs> gets dragon-typing. It's Yeah, this is a sticking point. It's more of a dragon than Dragonite is. And Dragonite has it in the name. True, true. Although, it's somewhat less of a dragon than Gyarados, and Gyarados is not a dragon either, so...
1: No, but Gyarados has its own problems that it has flying as a
0: subtype. Exactly. So let's yeah, not, it should let's be not It should be water dragon. Like, it's not it even a question. That's another flaw here. True. But. True. Next one's from Define. She said, Luxray and Luxio should be dual type dark electric. I think it would make that line much more interesting, and it would help make up for the lack of dark types in Gen 4. 100% agreed. 100%. Honestly... Anything that's just mono, like fire, water, grass, or electric, it's not very exciting. (laughs) There's a handful when I think about it, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, I just, I mean, even from a design alone, it looks like a dark Pokemon. Yep. So, uh, well, this next one is from Atnotics UK. Ditto should be a psychic type, not normal. Came from a psychic type and has the ability to transform, which could be considered Magical if it were a real creature. So, there you go. I mean, I agree. I think Ditto should be psychic type as well, considering it's supposed to be a failed uh, clone attempt of Mew.
0: So, yeah, but on the flip side, it's a failed attempt, therefore it inherits nothing.
1: But it inherits the ability to transform,
0: and so it is nothing.
1: Cover your Ditto's near your nearest Ditto's ears. You're not nothing.
0: You're special. We <laughs> love you. No, I guy. didn't say it was nothing. I said it inherited nothing but the transformation. Oh, so it is not nothing, but it is based, it's next to nothing. No, no, it's just not Mew. It is nothing of Mew except for the transformation.
1: Ditto, you are beautiful. you We put words we love, we love <laughs> you, Ditto. Don't listen to this
0: guy. <laughs> next one's from at SPX underscore Artifactor. They said... Volbeat and Illumise both have wings capable of flight, but aren't part flying type. They're also categorized as fireflies. You know what? You got me. That's good. Yeah. Bug flying. Why not? Yes.
1: This one does not make sense to me either. Now, here's the thing, though. I think that there are certain typings that imply certain things. So like bug kind of implies the ability to fly, even if it's not true for all Things that are just mono bug, right? like Parasect, is a good example. But when it gets a flying type, it is emphasizing its prowess in flying, like a Yanma or a Scyther that can't learn Fly. Never mind that this Ugh. this line of thinking is very quickly dying.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but Scyther does know Fly. Uh, does is a flying type, and it doesn't know yeah, Fly. It's like right,
1: <laughs> he's got wings. I can see him. This next one's from at fell from fiction. Porygon line should at least be part electric since they're made of computer code.
0: Yes, yes. write it down, publish it. We agree, hundred percent. Oh, they'd be so much more interesting if they weren't normal type or just yeah. they weren't pure normal type. I suppose. Yeah. Next one's from at at Fiklon. They said Flygon should be Bug Dragon and have the Sandstorm ability instead of the Ground type ability. Sandstorm is from the main series, of course.
1: I 100% agree with this. I think having a bug dragon like this would be really sick. And I think it's kind of rude that it changes from inch to Flygon and then loses its bug typing.
0: Yeah. It's hard to to argue there. Flygon is a kind of a weird Pokemon. Obviously, that's a bit of a weird Trap Trapinch history. isn't bug. Yeah, it's just ground, isn't it? Just ground. It's the yeah. It's the ant Pokemon, though. The ant pit Pokemon.
1: Yeah. Get yeah, a travesty. I think Flygon should be bug type. I think Trapinch should be bug type. It should have bug types all the way through. The Bravo looks like a dragonfly. Like, come on, let's make it happen. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Well, we also got a few email responses here. And this first one is from Simon to answer this week's Pokemon poll. I have a few thoughts. First is the most egregious mistyping for a Pokemon. If there is a single Pokemon that contains the original DNA for all of the Pokemon and additionally can learn basically every single move, what type should it be? If you said Psychic, you are dead wrong. Wow. Hot take. So Mew should be every type of Pokemon, but that is not realistic without breaking the game. So instead, Mew needs to fall back on being normal. That's right. Normal. Now let the outcry begin.
0: Get out.
1: I can hear people lighting their torches and Get sharpening their pitchforks. Out. Outside right now, mm. but to be a bit more serious, one of my pet peeves are normal type Pokemon that have a very significant number of fighting moves. This is great already. What is the difference between a normal type Pokemon and the fighting type Pokemon? Their moves. So take your Kangas Kangaskhan's, Ursa Rings, and many other with a bunch of fighting moves and just flip them to be fighting. If they are significant fighters, do what is right or make them even normal fighting.
0: You know what? I can get behind that. Something like Ursaring definitely should be normal fighting.
1: I I agree, and I think that Vigoroth is a great example. It should turn into fighting then out of fighting later. Yeah, I because think.
0: it gets it becomes lazy again.
1: Right, Something right. Like that. Yeah, that's a good one. This next email is from Jackson. My answer to the poke Bowl is Celebi. How come when the fairy type was added, the literal fairy didn't get the fairy type? <laughs> I think Psychic was kind of the stand-in for Fairy back in the day, and that maybe they would have made it Fairy if Selby was introduced, if Fairy had already existed instead of a Psychic.
0: But yeah, I think and, yeah,
1: it knew too many Psychic moves by the time I get around to it later. And and <laughs> uh,
0: a lot of the ones that were changed to Psychic were either um <clears throat> that were changed to Fairy were either a monotype or they were normal before or normal monotype. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So they probably only didn't do it because Celebi already has dual typing. So it would have been a fundamental change to the Pokemon's already core identity.
1: Very true. But it is a fairy Pokemon.
0: Yes. 100% makes sense. Yeah. Next one is an email from Jackie Boy. They said, hey, guys, I just want to say I'm fairly new listener to the podcast and I'm really enjoying it. I'm a role player. So don't get high volume of Pokemon, but I grew up with Pokemon always wishing they were real. Speaking of things that should be real, Porygon Z, why is he normal and not electric psychic? I mean, the whole move pool screams it, right? I mean, there's nothing normal about it. Also <laughs> heard you guys are from Chicago area. I'm actually an hour south and would love to trade with you guys or even run some raids. Stay saucy, guys. I, I can't argue at all about Porygon Z. Like, at the very least, the final evolution should have gone away from normal typing.
1: Y- yes. Yes i agree i mean i electric psychic is a great is a great like posed solution but i would settle for electric only in this case ah it'd be so
0: it's so boring but still better than normal it is better than normal
1: yep um and once we're back into uh normal time here and we can actually go out and start doing things we'll start doing meetups downtown chicago again and we'll mention them so uh if you ever want to come on up we'd be happy to have you thanks And our last answer is from Wang J. Chen. Hello, Dark Ghost type Kyle and Bug Fairy type Chris. (laughs) Hmm. This is Dark Normal type Wang J. Chen. There are three Pokemon I would change typing on, all for the same reason. Their final form branches into two different Pokemon. First is Politoed. Polywrath is this cool water fighting type. So why can't Politoed be a mud boy? Water ground type. That's true. That's a great question. Is Politoed mono water? I believe it's Mono Water. Oh
0: yeah, I agree completely. Yes.
1: Next, it has always seemed pointless for both Slowpoke evolutions to be Water Psychic, since it is attached to a shelter. It should become
0: Ice Psychic. Yeah, uh, yeah, it could. It could. I could. I could see the argument for that. I could yeah, see the I can see that. an argument for that. I. Mm. <laughs> if anything, it would become Water I, Ice, I, though. Cloister is water ice isn't slowpoke water uh psychic yes yeah i guess i that's that's a hard one that's a hard one but i understand where it's coming from
1: galarian slowpoke is psychic monotype Ugh. interesting <laughs> finally and second importantly is Belossum. Belossum looks like the antithesis of the others in its line and should be a grass fairy type I mean, don't Blossom and Whimsicott just look like cousins? Uh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, I can get behind yeah. that. The reason I said second importantly is because halfway through typing that there was Pokemon whose typing I've always wanted changed. Electivire should be an electric fighting type. I love fighting types and he looks like a bruiser. And along with t 5 250s suggestion, it would be an extra shot in the arm to electric types. True. Writing this from the home of Generation 11, this has been Wang J Chen nice those were all really great suggestions uh this has been one of my favorite questions we've asked um a lot of these are very obvious but some of these are are very fun though too i love the bug typing and flag on argument talking about psyduck and i can't believe i didn't know that golduck was my water i feel <laughs> so dumb effect. yeah but anyway thank you for all of your responses
0: so this week's poke Poll is what is one fundamental change to community day that you would make to improve the recurring event. It is such a hard question. Really? There's one easy, easy answer. Oh, okay. Go ahead. What's your easy answer?
1: Bring back extended lures.
0: Yeah. Well, that's kind of cheating though, because that's gonna happen. Like, there's no way it it makes them more money. Yeah. Suppose it doesn't qualify as a fundamental change. Yeah. To talk about this, I need to break down what the fundamentals of a community day are. It's got one featured Pokemon. It's boosted for the duration of the event, which is six hours. And in shiny rate. Yeah. In spawns and shiny rate. There is a feature that is also boosted, rotating between catch experience, hash distance, and stardust. And that's it. Really? I mean there's Uh, there's special research
1: tasks all change to be about that Pokemon and sometimes they change the egg pool.
0: Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. It's okay, so maybe this is going to be a weird one. Make the rewards for those special research and stuff. Encounters with the Pokemon not have the same floor of IVs as Oh, default. Ooh. So that it's another make them more likely to have a PvP IV. Make it weighted in such a way that it's not guaranteed, but it's more likely it would be more compelling because nobody wants to complete the research or the raids when those are a thing. Like you remember when Rawls was in raids for that one day, everyone was like, What? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But but counterpoint.
1: Do you really need more chances to do that? Isn't it better to have because then you could focus tasks if you wanted to have one that had better IVs that weren't PvP IVs because you have so many other opportunities out in the wild because they're
0: everywhere to get a good PvP IV. Otherwise, but what if it's a weather boosted event? Just well, then example. you should just go home. You yeah, know, you just you're just done. But that said, I have definitely <laughs> done an entire community day. And and not gotten one that's even remotely close.
1: So. I've never had that happen. I I yeah. don't know, I don't know. Um, that's an that's an interesting one. I, I think for me, the fundamental change I would probably want to see most is seeing more evolved forms of the featured Pokemon available in the wild. I understand that you know uh, Weedle Community Day was focused on Weedle, but I would have loved to see a bunch of Kakuna and a bunch of speed drill as well yeah because a lot of those things work well with like the catch bonuses for stardust and stuff like that it it synergizes well and also seeing shinies of evolved forms even if it is something like Kakuna, would feel good Mm -hmm. you know i think that'd be fun i can get behind that yeah but anyway dear listener if you have an answer to the question what is one fundamental change to community day that you would make to improve the recurring event you can answer the question we post it on a Twitter, or if you are a patron in our Discord, we have a channel set up just for this, so please answer in there. You can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717, or you could send us an email to mail at goatcastpodcast.com. But before any of that mail-related stuff, we're going to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi E for the PvP Corner. And this week, they asked a question of their own, and it got a lot of really interesting conversation going on social. So thanks to everybody that participated on there. But they're going to be doing a deep dive in addition to other things, of course, uh, on which Pokemon you wish was more viable in PvP. So over to you.
2: Hi, I'm and Ahita.
3: And I'm DeFiU250.
2: And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment with the spiciest picks in all of Great League. DeFi, what's going on in PvP right now?
3: Well, when we take a look at the Go Battle League, we are just finishing up two weeks straight of the Great League. We have have the Great League and the Great League Remix, which banned those top 10 Pokemon. I've been dabbling a little bit in both and having some fun with it. But looking ahead, we have the Ultra League and its Premier Cup that is going to run from April 26th to May 10th. And just be keeping your eye out. Be sure you're building up your teams, thinking about what you're going to run. I really want to run an Ultra League XL Talonflame. And thankfully, Fletchling up here in the Northern Hemisphere is pretty common right now. So I've been able to keep grabbing those candies.
2: But there is some more important news, isn't there, DeFi?
3: I think so. I had a really exciting shoutcasting opportunity this last weekend. I got to shoutcast again for the Sylph Showdown. I did that last month, and then I was invited back to shoutcast this month, which was really, really exciting. So, Fish, can you remind our listeners, what is the Sylph Showdown?
2: Yeah, so every month the Sylph Arena will invite the top 128 battlers in the world into this Sylph Showdown tournament where they'll all participate in a seven rounder and the overall winner will get an invite straight to the Continental Championships later in the year. So it's a big deal. A lot of high, high level battles.
3: Yes. And this month, self Arena Meta Cup is the Prismatic Cup. So that's what everybody played for this month. When you look at all those 128 teams, there were a ton of Lantern and Talonflame and Hypno. But not everybody ran that core of three. There were some spicy, spicy picks among these top battlers. A battler named Tony Jr. used Gyarados and Electivire, and they went 5-2. They had a winning record. Another winning record goes to Enhoff, who is the goddess of the ghost stadium. And she ran a Zapdos in that third slot along with Double Rock. So a wudo and a provo pass and got 4-3. So still kind of came away with that winning record. Caleb Pang, he ran a Sunflora. You heard me. A Sunflora. And got 6-1. He won six rounds having a Sunflora on his team. That's crazy.
2: I think maybe Caleb might have heard the PVP corner segment from last week where I talked about Sunflora having some interesting play and he's like, "Oh yeah, I like the I like, I like the way Fish thinks." And clearly it worked cuz he got a
3: 6-1. Last month's winner was Dancing Rob, won last month's self showdown. They came back and won 5 matches out of the 7 and in their third slot, Fish Pacharisu. The little white electric squirrel, right, and got a five two. That's insanely spicy.
2: The overall winner was a very accomplished battler named Dunebug, who ran uh, not quite as spicy a team. Went with Lantern, Sunny Castform, Hypno, Snorlax, Noctowl, and Gliscor. Uh, what about you, D five? You been doing alright in Prismatic Cup?
3: I have, Um, I'm I'm having some losses, but I'm having a lot of wins. And it's thanks to the crab, Crawdont. I now have, if you remember my sad story from last week, my Crawdont had the wrong move. I'm kind of stuck with it. So I built two PVP Crawdonts. One has Waterfall, one has Snarl. And I've been using them in a couple different tournaments. So like one tournament, I'll run the Waterfall one, one tournament, the Snarl one. And I'm just kicking butt and taking names with both. Just total crab dominance. And I am pleased. My, just from one tournament running Crawdont, my spice index went from a 14 to a 22.
2: With that, let's move to our listener question, which is from Greninja Muffin, who says Hello, DeFi and Fish. I'd like you to critique my team for General Great League. This is on my level 30 account, which I started about a month ago. So please take that into consideration. I currently lead with Parasect with Fury Cutter, Cross Poison, and X Scissor. I then have a Simipour with Water Gun and Surf, and Marowak with Fire Spin and Shadow Ball. Thanks in advance, Greninja Muffin.
3: All right, Greninja Muffin, your team has. A couple issues. Mainly, it lacks coverage, especially against some of the most common Pokemon in Go Battle League. You don't have anything on that line of three that can beat an Altaria, a Gifisk, a Pelipper, a Driftlim, some of the most common Pokemon that you're going to run into in Great League right now.
2: So we, we, we are taking your, your level 30 status into account. Uh, the problem is your opponents aren't going to care what level you are. So we do have to be a little ruthless with this. Um, we'd recommend replacing the simapore with Politoed. Politoed has the Mudshot and Weather Ball, which is a lot more damaging overall than Water Gun and Surf. And if you can second move it, giving it Blizzard will enable you to beat those Pokemon that DeFi mentioned above, Altaria, Pelipper, and Driftblim. Galarian Stunfisk, you'd you'd just want the Weather Ball for, but yeah, it does a really good job against Stunfisk there as well.
3: We would also suggest giving a second move to that Marowak to give it Bone Club so you can successfully be able to bait moves. So that means you build all the way energy up for the Shadow Ball, but then throw the Bone Club trying to get your opponent to shield and being able to kind of burn through those shields really is going to help your Alolan Marowak and it'll allow it to actually land those Shadow Balls. So Fish, are you ready to do our deep dive for this week? I'm ready. Then let's do it. So our deep dive, we had the official GoCast podcast Twitter account. We asked them to put out a tweet, PVP Corner question, which Pokemon do you wish was more viable in Pokemon Go PVP? So we wanted to take a look at some maybe favorite Pokemon, some maybe a little less loved Pokemon in Go Battle League and talk about them and hype them up a little bit. What we did is we took the core meta of Go Battle League. So in Great League, it's the top 50 Pokemon, in Ultra League, the top 35, and in Master League, the top 27 Pokemon. And we're kind of matching up some of these picks you suggested up against that core. Now we got so many great suggestions. We don't have time to talk about all of them, but thank you, thank you so much for responding to the Twitter question. If you're not already following GoCast Podcast on Twitter, please do.
2: So the ones that we were able to pick out, we, we picked out our, our absolute favorites, the cream of the crop. Uh, the first one is Dunspass from Pidgey Grabber, and Dunspass is something that I've been saying, like DeFi says with Loopy. Uh, Dunsparce is also one move update away from being amazing. It's got some pretty solid bulk, and it's already got two great charge moves in Rock Slide and Drill Run. It does fall down a bit with the fast move. Now, its two fast moves are Astonish and Bite. Astonish, genuinely terrible. Do not bother with Astonish. But Bite, I think, is a little bit underrated. It has low energy generation, but it's high Damage, So it's one of those Pokemon that if you do use it you're generally just looking for fast move damage. If you run Bite Dunsparce it will beat all of the ghosts in the top 50 of the Great League. It'll also beat all of the Psychics except for Medicham and Defense Deoxys who are running that counter damage. And if you're in the zero-zero shield scenario, it'll win forty-two percent of those matchups. So I mean that's it's less than half, so not great. But then, if you've got a shield advantage, if you can work it so that your Dunsparce is left in the battle with one shield and they have none, then suddenly you win about sixty percent of those matchups. So that's a big difference.
3: All right, I can definitely. I'm on team. Give Lopunny a better fast move. I can be on that team for Dunsparce, too.
2: Awesome. Glad to have you on board. Here's your membership card.
3: (laughs) The next Pokemon we are going to talk about is Steelix, suggested by both PvP Steve as well as Bittersweet. Steelix is a super tanky Pokemon, even tankier than the G-Fisk. I remember running Steelix during Kingdom Cup, during Boulder Cup, playing with it, playing against it. And Thunderfang is really fun. It like as a fast move, just visually it lights up the screen. It's a very fun fast move animation. And it crushes your water flyers. So it'll crush Pelipper. It'll crush Gyarados. Dragon Tail, if you run that on your Steelix, it does a little bit more damage than Mudshot does on a G-Fisk, so it allows Steelix to have a few more farm-down opportunities than G-Fix does with its Mudshot.
2: Altaria Ego says Blastoise, which Blastoise is kind of left behind because of the powerhouse that is Swampert, but Blastoise can do some great things in its own right. So Blastoise works best in the Zero Shield scenario, like Dunsparce, and it's tanky enough to survive a Leaf Blade from a Tropius, which Swampert could not even dream of doing, and then KO the Tropius with an Ice Beam and a few Water Guns. So it has that kind of play there. In Ultra League, in the Zero Shield situation, uh, it does most of the same things that Swampert does, but a bit better than Swampert. Um, including beating other Swampers. So it's got a lot of better play in the Zero Shield than the Swamper that you're probably using at the moment. For example, the XL Talonflame matchup, Swampert actually loses that one. But Blastoise does not.
3: Interesting. Another Pokemon I think is really interesting is Jacket K suggested Ladian. Now, Ladian is a bug flyer, so that means it's going to destroy any grass type in that core meta, except for Tropius and Abomasnow. Tropius having that air slash damage, Abomasnow having um, the ice type damage. But it beats, because it's a bug, it'll beat Obstagoon, Scrafty, and Umbreon. And also because it's a bug, it'll beat Chrysalia, Hypno, Defense Deoxys and Metacham, which are all psychic types. It has wins against these really good Pokemon. It double resists fighting moves. So I think Ladian is definitely a spicy little pick out there.
2: Yeah, I remember someone in my local community brought a Ledian to a very early tournament before level 50 was even a thing, and he ended up sweeping that tournament. So I'm full, painfully it. aware of how good Ledian can be. Next we have, yeah, that seems about right, who says Greninja. And Greninja is something that I don't think we need to, like, give much treatment to. I think it's already just good on its own. Like, in the one shield, straight one shield, no doing anything fancy to, to try and flip matchups. Just straight up, head to head, it will already beat staple Pokemon such as Alolan Marowak, Talonflame, Frostlass, Galarian Stunfisk, Mew, Haunter, Bastidon, Whiskash, Sableye, Jellicent, Driftblim, Hypno, both Shadow and Regular, Mandibuzz, and Munchlax. That's a big list. And that's just, you know, from a standing start. If you give it a three bubble energy lead, suddenly that list grows to 27 out of 50. Of the core meta Pokémon. So obviously too many to list here, but if you want to look that up, that is a, a good solid list of wins. You can use it as a safe switch, you could also use it as a lead, and if you lose that lead you can build a bit of energy before switching out and that will enable you to kind of swap back in later and surprise a Pokémon with your, your charged up Surf or Night Slash. Or you can also use it as a closer because you might want to run Hydro Pump on it instead of Surf. In the 1-0 shield, if you're running Hydro Pump on your Greninja, it will win 32 out of 50 matchups in the Great League. In Ultra League, it'll just take two surfs to feint a Shadow Machamp as well. So that enables you to beat this very common fighting Pokemon with your Dark type.
3: The last Pokemon we're going to talk about today, Cody C. Johnson brought up Genesect. Now, Genesect is probably the most impressive Pokemon that we have on this list. If you give it a one shield advantage, so you have one shield, your opponent has zero, it will beat 40 out of the 50 Pokemon in the core Great League meta. It takes that impressive statistic into the Ultra League and Master League as well. Ultra League, it beats 29 out of the 35 core Pokemon there. And Master League, it beats 23 out of the 27 core Pokemon. If it's running Fury Cutter and X-Scissor, it'll take about 4.5 seconds to reach X-Scissor. It also has access to Magnet Bomb, which is a super high damage move on this high damage Pokemon because it is Stab. More Stab is more fun. If you have Technoblast, so think about if you have a Burn Drive Genesect, you can get to Technoblast in seven seconds and that will one shot any grass type Pokemon in the core meta. The only Pokemon that'll survive a Technoblast is a Tropius, and you can just farm that down a Fury Cutter. And then you have another Technoblast ready for the next Pokemon. If you maintain that 1-0 shield advantage with a Technoblast kind of ready to go, you can beat everything except Talonflame and Awak. So an incredibly impressive Pokemon, if given the right situation.
2: Just a couple of other quick mentions of stuff that we wish we could make work, but we just couldn't really. Uh, one was Adam from the Special Conditions podcast mentioned Delibird, which is his favorite Pokemon. And it's just, I mean, its it's got reasonable moves. Its problem is its stat product, where its max CP and its overall stat product are so low that it doesn't even show up on the Open Great League rankings list on PV Poke, It filters it out because it is so low. So it stops it from getting really any wins in Great League. And Kelvin McRae talked about Neuvern, which is a Dragon Flying type. Which I was actually surprised that it was so hard to make work. It has Air Slash, Hurricane, Dragon Pulse... And I think, uh, from memory, Overheat was another possible move. But yeah, I think maybe it's the fact that it doesn't have much to bait shields with, I think really holds it back. But then, you know, I couldn't even get it working in the Zero Shield like I could with some of these other Pokemon. So yeah, really unfortunate and confused by that. I wanted to help you out, Kelvin, (laughs) but I couldn't.
3: And with all of that, I think that's a show. We love hearing your feedback. You can reach out to both Fish and myself on Twitter at DeFiE250 as well as Fish on a Heater underscore. You can also, if you have any questions or suggestions, you can direct your feedback to mail at gocastpodcast.com and Chris and Kyle will be sure to get that feedback back to us. And with that, let's send it back over to Chris and Kyle.
1: Thanks, Fish and Deef. I uh, e appreciate you as always. Uh, and that means that we're into this last section of the show. I we, I got to fill this in on the, on the outline. I keep forgetting the name. What's the name? Kyle, help me out. The- Emails. Oh, that's right. And one voicemail. We got one voicemail. We're going to do that
4: first. Hi, Chris and Kyle, or Kyle and Chris. I'd say the names at the same time, but I am physically incapable of doing that. My name is Betsy, a.k.a. Zizzy B in the game. I am a patron but can't at this moment. I'm actually a first grade teacher, and I'm on my way to my Saturday job. So I wanted to take a moment to uh, talk about the comments about third-party devices. So I have a gotcha, and this is because I have an Android phone that is always updated to the latest OS which means that the Pokemon Go Plus and the Pokeball Pokeball Plus uh, don't work with it anymore. and They really almost never did. So the gotcha is the only thing that keeps up with the update. So I wanted to say that some of us really have no choice when it comes to third party devices. For us to get the same experience, we have to go to third party devices. So... It's sad that we can't use the first-party devices, but I think that it is totally fair. Otherwise, we would be missing out on something that you guys get, too. So, uh, not trying to be a downer, but happy to be part of Team Voicemail. Keep up the good work, guys. Bye!
1: Alright, so this is an exceptional voicemail and brings up a really good point. The functionality of the first-party devices can be spotty. Sometimes they've actually... Been unavailable to connect for some devices, uh, some generations of devices in the past. And there has been support that's been discontinued for the app overall for even older devices as well, if we want to talk about just app support in general. So now the argument being made here is that for uh, this person's Android device, that the Pokemon Go Plus and the Pokeball Plus both do not keep up with the updates. Now, Kyle, you play on an Android phone. hmm Is that true for you? Have you never had good like, connectivity with first-party devices? Or is it, it kind of like a specific device situation?
0: Honestly, since I've only ever used Android, I can't compare. But I have definitely always had issues with first-party devices connecting. But I don't know how much of that is from an update perspective versus something else Mm -hmm. versus just because like i know if you see online you'll see a lot of people just complaining about the connection quality in general whether your game is up to date or not for whatever reason you can have your bluetooth headphones connected to your phone for 12 years but the (laughs) plus will last 30 minutes
1: very true very very true. I have run Pokemon Go on Android and iOS devices, and currently on a long iOS kick that Kyle likes to make fun of me for all the time. Whenever he sees my phone, yes. Uh, and and I I will say the connectivity on iOS devices has been more stable, but is just as unstable as Android is in a lot of cases. I just think that the first party devices are a little bit spotty, and if the third party devices are working better that's great but it unfortunately doesn't change the fact that it is still against terms of service which is why we like flat blanket our suggestion is don't use them we're not gonna we we never demonize people for using them i give people a hard time in person because people like i hang out with i know and i'm just doing that because kyle can tell you that's how i show my love to people is just giving them (laughs) just hassling them a little bit we will never say oh my gosh Your experience is less because you use these devices. And I think you raise a fair point and a great perspective on them. But our position is always going to be don't use them because you always will run the risk of, you know, earning a ban or something else. But your concern is totally valid. And thank you so much for sending it in. It's an important
0: part of the conversation. First emails from Kelvin. They said, hey, guys, how are we doing? I think we're we're doing we're doing that's what we established we doing i hope your weeks are going well it's exciting seeing survivors in the wild here in the uk i really hope i can get a shiny before it slithers away again anyway my first question for this week is what do you call plural zangoose is it zangooses or zangis i have full trust in you two to come to a conclusion with this My second question is regarding phones. I'm due to upgrade in the next few months and I'm not sure what to go for. My phone is 90% of the time on Pokemon Go and I'd like it to have a good camera. So what are your suggestions? I've always been one of them iPhone people, but I think I'm ready to make the change. I'm kind of having a break from the game this week. I'm still sending all of my gifts out every day, but I only really shiny check when I get the chance. I hope you guys have a good week. Kelvin, aka Kelv Cook's Custard. <laughs> all right, so we got two questions. First, what's the plural of Zangoose? I like Zangese a lot. I think the correct answer is Zangoose.
1: Zangoose? Oh, yeah, for sure, but <laughs> you can catch me out here saying Zangese and making people upset. Look at all that. those
0: Zangoose over there. It's it's, <laughs> it's 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 Zangoose. That's that's the correct answer. Chris can Dang, say Zangese so already.
1: Surrounded by zangoose.
0: <laughs> uh Mm-hmm. As for phones, we just touched on this a moment ago, but yep. I'm going to say don't get the Samsung S21 or the S20 fan edition. I currently have the S20 fan edition and does it have a fan in it? No, not that kind. Is of it thing. shaped like a fan? No. Can you fold it out and extend its
1: display like a tablet and fan yourself with it?
0: No. And what does it stand for? Fan as in like fans, like fanatic. It was a cheaper version of the S20 for people who still like the Android, but didn't want to get the flagship. Oh, okay. But anyways, it has issues with Pokemon Go, and I'll leave it at that. But I cannot recommend the Google Pixel enough. Whenever I replace my current phone, I'm going to go back to whatever flagship Google releases for the Pixel when that time comes. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there are some there are some really good selling points for either, and I think honestly it comes down to what's most important to you. I can speak from both perspectives, although my Android perspective is very out of date, so I'll rely on Kyle's opinion, which he just gave, which is great. I really like iOS devices for phones. Um, I've gone the Android route in the past before, and it got just really complicated. I enjoyed kind of the simplicity of iOS devices. Here's the thing: is that Pokemon Go is a battery draining fiend. Regardless of what type of phone you have, every single time I get a new phone, I buy a battery case for it because I play Pokemon <laughs> Go so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fair. I yes. just keep a giant brick of a battery with me wherever i go
1: <laughs> i have both sometimes you've been there when i've had to use both on <laughs> especially like go fest days when it's like the last couple of hours and we're all huddling around or one friend with the backpack that has the one battery that's left and we can't leave because <laughs> we're on a, a little extension cord leash yeah. from them yeah but but the thing is is that i, I think ios offers a, a really great level of stability that you can rely on but you can get you can get like Enhance frame rates from some of the new android devices there's a bunch of really cool things you can get from them
0: also i'm pretty sure across the board androids tend to have larger built-in batteries mostly because iphones try to have the sleekest possible design so Mm -hmm. i think that's a pretty significant feature if you care about that
1: yes so it this conversation is less about the phones
0: from a Pokemon Go perspective and more about the phones in general. <laughs> I mean, the the first thing I look at when I get a new phone, or at least for the last like five years, six years, was how's the battery life? Because I'm going to need it. Yep. Yep. So
1: I just buy battery cases and, and deal with it. The, the camera quality on iPhones are exceptional. Even the consumer grade ones are very good as well. Android boasts some very strong cameras as well, but those are usually on the high end models.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, kind of depends on how much money you're looking to spend there, Kelvin. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for the email there, Kelv Cooks Custard. This next one's from Getsu Fractal. Hey, Chris and Kyle, thanks for the great show. Well, thanks for listening. I'm listening to you talk about fast catch and how the Pokemon can be tapped on again. I've noticed that normal spun Pokemon will cloud poof if I tap on them again after fast catching. However, other spawns such as Smirgle, the Daily Personal Lure, and Instant Spawns behave like you described. Even if they have been caught, tapping on them will allow me to interact with them again. So I try to pay attention to Instant Spawns and treat them differently. Also, if I'm not walking, I keep track of which ones I've interacted with because they turn towards your avatar on the map. Very true. These are great, yep. great tools for those of you that also fast catch. You should listen to these tips. It's great. By the way, my catch of the week is a shiny Spinda, yeah. a very lucky catch for me since I've only caught 45 total. Thanks again for the best Pogo podcast. Aw, thanks, Getsu Fractal. Nice catch of the week. I'm very that, jealous.
0: Yeah, that's pretty great. Oh, my God. I can't remember the last Spinda research I got. It was it was a while ago. The task is is difficult. <laughs> it's always hard. And it's also not common. Like, it's a yep. very rare task. Sure is. Sure is. Thank you for the email. Appreciate it. Next email's from Joshua, and he said, Hey guys, I'm late on this, but I had to share this memory. This was the first Friday after the game released. Two friends and I headed to a local community college, and we were told there were lots of spawns and stops. We get there, and there are tons of stops, all with lures on them. As I walk in, I catch my first Bulbasaur, which was already making it fun for me. Don't get me wrong, my starter was Charmander, and while i was at work, the first thing I caught was a Venonat, and then Rhyhorn. So these Pokemon hold special places in my heart for some reason. Now, on to the story. We're at the school in Cypress, Texas, and we're having a blast. We met so many new people. Everyone was helpful saying things like, you guys looking for the horse, go by that tree. Or there's a slowpoke by that door. It was really the closest time to world peace. Mm -hmm. So a few hours passed and someone yells, Dragonair. And I remember the game was buggy at this time. We all three look at our nearby and they see it. I don't. So they run over there. I tell them I wouldn't because I don't see it. I think it's gone or a glitch. They proceed to go ahead and see it spawn. They click and start catching. It freezes and start catching. It freezes. The faces they made when the game froze were priceless. It was like going to the zoo and petting the baby giraffe and someone punches it while dropping your ice cream
1: Ooh, no thank you
0: (laughs) we literally sat there for 20 minutes until they said well let's walk away maybe the connection is bad over here to make matters worse they said to close out and open back up couldn't get back in the server went down oh no i had to hold back my laughter because i told them don't do it first email hopefully this brings enjoyment and entertainment Listening since GoFest 2020, you guys are awesome and help keep my mental health down because I can enjoy this game in more ways than one. Thanks, guys. That's a that's a good launch time story right there. Yeah.
1: I think uh we all have an experience, hopefully if you are playing around that time of being out in a public space and just hearing people scream about Pokemon in a public forum. It's a good, <laughs> good time. Good, good time. Yeah, and now everyone's like, that game's still around. yeah Yeah, but if a dragon knight spawns we're all still like oh i'll walk a couple of blocks for that absolutely oh a dragon yeah sure you got it (laughs) thanks for the email this next one's from john hey there chris and kyle john back again to rep team email hope you guys have been having a good week not just with go but in general it's been going capital g capital o This week, I wanted to know what your thoughts were overall for the Rivals Week event. One of the things that I just really loved was the fact that there was no time to research or catch challenge. Now, while I like having something to work on during an event, it was a breath of fresh air to simply play the event very casually without having something in the back of your mind that you have to complete before the event ends. We need more of that, in my opinion. Not every event has to be a time to research slash catch challenge. I will disagree with you there, John. Also, while I did not mind the global challenge, I think the task of 40 million raids to unlock two times dust was not really worth it. I'll take it, but I think it would have been better if the goal was cut in half. So we could have actually had about three to four days of doubled Stardust as opposed to a day and a half. If they keep doing this for future events, what they should do is have that global challenge be for the upcoming event and not the event that is currently running. That's a brilliant idea. Anyway, I I'd love to get your thoughts on my takes here. I'll talk to you guys later and have a good one, gents. See ya. All right, so uh, not having a catch challenge or anything that's time-gated during an event so you can kind of relax and enjoying that little break and then also thoughts and takes on the 40 million raids to unlock two-dime Stardust. It was for two days, not just a day and a half. It was for two. And it was a weekend, which was cool.
0: So personally, I don't think every event needs a catch challenge. It, I would be okay if it did. Don't get me wrong. But also seeing it not happen, it's like, okay, that's fine. It just means you can not focus something or only do exactly what you want to for the event. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing overall. I think it depends on the event, though.
1: Yeah, I think that's very, very true. I don't think there's anything wrong with having events where stuff like that doesn't happen. But I really like having something to do. Whether it's a catch challenge or a special research, even if I have to pay for the special research, like I'll do it.
0: Chris is a a masochist, but anyway.
1: But but, but we know this about me. I like hatching eggs. I like special research and I love collection challenges like I like having things to do.
0: That said, it makes sense why there wasn't a catch challenge, because usually the catch challenge features the Pokemon of the event. And they released two new Pokemon. So they probably didn't want to have the catch challenge require the two new Pokemon for for whatever reason. It just feel like people probably would have been like, but I can't find any of them. They're not spawning near me. I don't understand. Even though they were not they were not rare. No, popping
1: incense, you would have seen both at least once in that hour. But what about the 40 million raids and lock two times Stardust? We didn't talk about this at all. And I'm
0: sure you came brimming with thoughts and takes. So I'm firmly in agreement with John here. This is exactly how I think it should have been. Or even not for the next event, the next week. Here's a week-long event. Finish this over the course of a week. You get this next week when there's no event happening. Makes... Use of regular spawns from the season, but gives people a reason to keep playing because two times Stardust for a whole week. Yeah, people are going to do that. That's true. That's true. And or conversely, 40 million is just way too many, I think. I don't for, think so. F- I think it's too many for the course of what was the the event was only five days, wasn't it? Was it a week? No, it was from a Tuesday to a Sunday, so it was five days. That's too many raids for five days. Uh, I, I think full stop. I
1: disagree. Everybody that says that, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick this bone. Everybody that says that is just literally armchair philosophizing about this because we don't know what the average amount of raids are for a week. I would believe it if they said 40 million raids happens every five days on average. That's probably no, no, where they th- got see, the, that's number the problem.
0: From. If that is the number, that means we were never destined to beat it. Forty million needs to be the average for like two to three days for this to be a reasonable number.
1: but but that's with people not focusing on it. If you then focus on it and people that normally do one or two raids a week suddenly do five or six, you're tripling that number from somewhere else. And so forty would then be easy to to do.
0: I mean, I think that's I think I think that type of mentality is a negative mentality towards monetizing the game for very little benefit. That person who did one or two in the week probably bought raid passes to do those five or six. And their overall benefit was almost nothing. I'm, I'm sorry, but two times Stardust for two days. If somebody told me that was happening next Saturday, Sunday, I wouldn't even blink about it. Like for no reason. Like if it was just, hey, next Saturday, Sunday, two times Stardust. It'd be like, cool. But to then have to do something to unlock that, it's just not a good enough reward to be compelling by itself. I think that's my biggest issue with it.
1: I think it could have been three times Stardust for sure. But in my mind, I'm looking at it like these raids were going to happen anyway. Why not make it into something fun for us to track? The real-time tracker worked really, really well. Yeah, And it's it's always fun feeling like you're doing something together as a team. People were celebrating how many raids they were doing because it was tracking it. They did something really cool with that in that Today View window as well. People were talking about it on social. It was a thing. And I just saw so many people hating on it. And it really bugged me. My favorite thing that I saw and heard from several different people was that this was an attempt to boost revenue at the end of a quarter or something like that. Did y'all forget that we had a Rayquaza raid in raids? I think the
0: quarter was looking fine. I mean, like, if anything, that was probably the end of the quarter. We don't know when their quarters go to. Right,
1: right. But it that it shouldn't even be part of the conversation. That to me, that's lazy cynicism.
0: Yeah, you know I, what I mean? don't I don't agree with that. I'm I'm personally just of the opinion it was too many raids for too little reward. I don't care how many raids it was. I don't care what the reward was, but the two together is where it kind of pushes me over the edge and being negative about it.
1: For sure. I just, you know, I think to me, I was like the feature worked well and I thought that was something to celebrate. And everybody was like, eh, 40 raids, that's $40 million because we don't get free passes every day or anything like that. Like, come on, y'all. It's just, just calm down a little bit. I can totally agree that the rewards were not stellar. I can totally agree that 40 million raids sounds like a ton because it is a ton of raids but like this is the first time they did a feature like this outside of a big event and that feature itself for those big events was like introduced only for like go fest and stuff like that yeah i think it's cool to see it co-opt into this there were a couple of weird things where if you clicked on like the question mark it said that the that the bonus would be in place until the next global challenge bonus oh, was yeah, active was which was carry over text from when it was live for GoFest or whatever the case might might have been for ultra unlocks i think i don't remember specifically but I don't think it was. I just saw so many people like demonizing Niantic over it. I was like, y'all, calm down. We got I mean, stardust for something we would have done anyway. Like people yeah.
0: are gonna demonize because in everyone's mind, when you first look at this, you see money. Yeah, like, it looks like a cash it, grab. It looks uh, like a cash grab, regardless. Sure. And the biggest thing is, it worked. Not, I don't mean it worked as a cash grab. I mean it worked as a feature. Mm-hmm. There was no significant errors except for numerical, like display errors, right? which means it's going to happen again, which means we're going to see this again. Right. And if we see it again and we see the same bad numbers, that's there's going to be a stronger reaction.
1: I think three times Stardust would have been really
0: good. Yeah. Three, three times for two days, two times for a week. Simple, plain, plain and simple, in my opinion. Yeah, I can get behind that too. I can. But anyway, thank you for the email, John. Next email is from Hugo. And they said, hey, Chris and Kyle, Hugo here from Hong Kong i just listened to your podcast in early 2021 i think it's about time i say hello Hello. i've enjoyed listening to your podcast while walking around and playing pokemon go about my rivals week experience i was excited to see timber and raid as i've been trying to catch a shiny and a good 90 plus IV ever since it was released around a week ago i was very happy to see that sparkle and a different color timber after the raid However, my heart sank when I saw its CPU it was just 716, which is a 121112. 12. Ooh. 80% timber.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, well, at least I finally got a shiny timber. A few days ago, I managed to get a 742 timber. I was very excited to check its IVs. I was expecting to be at least a 93% as it's close to the perfect 751. But to my surprise, it is a 151412, 91%. I sighed once again, but hey. I did achieve both my goals of catching a shiny and a 90% timber. I also managed to complete my shiny Mew special research. Nice. My shiny Mew is 14, 13, 14. Yes. I was hoping to get a Shundo Mew as I saw some people get on social media. So here's my question to both of you. Should Niantic make the IV of Pokemon capture from special research equal for everyone? Or is it fine that everyone gets a different IV depending on their luck? Can't wait to listen to your episode. P.S. regarding the memorable Pokemon Go experience discussed in your podcast. I think mine was when you guys were listing down the available shinies for weather week. And as you mentioned, Lotad, I clicked on a Lotad that spawned on my map and it was shiny. What a coincidence. That's pretty great.
1: That's, confirmed scientifically. Listening to us increases your chance of acquiring does, a shiny. Increases
0: your shiny rate.
1: Yep. Yep. So, boy. Oh, boy. I got feelings about this. Kyle, I, you go first because I'm going to talk.
0: All right. I have one thought, one question leading with the question. How many scenarios does a Mew with ideal PvP IVs flip from a bad Mew, from a loss to a win? Because it's probably like one, if I had to guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't understand the point you were making for a second there, but I 100% agree now that it's come to its fruition yeah. that the uh, the difference between a 15-15-15 Shiny Mew and a 10-10-10 Shiny Mew is so
0: negligible. And that, that's why I'm curious. I would, if we weren't in the middle of recording, I would actually go look up and put the numbers in, but I'm not going to do that now. So I'm going to say it doesn't actually matter. And they should let the dice roll for the IVs
1: i feel the opposite i think right. it should be locked i don't care if it's 10 10 10 13 13 13 or 15 15 15 you can only get one and so it's frustrating that for those of us that when we don't get up 100 percent and we want to hunt more so that we can we don't have the opportunity I, you know i don't want it to be 0 15 15 for some pvp requirement if it's 15 15 15 that means everybody's got it it's not special, but it does scratch the itch for people that do care, and there's no harm in it. So I think that there is a little bit of harm done in the dice roll, because for the people that it does bother, because this game is partially built around those people that want to continue to hunt until they get their ideal IVs, it is a little bit disrespectful to that gameplay.
0: Yeah. Okay. In the big picture, it I'll- doesn't make a difference. It doesn't. I'll but get, I think- Look, I just, just want to say... The difference that a Mew makes in its total IVs is exactly one win.
1: It doesn't matter. That's what so I'm talking who cares? about. The usability doesn't matter. It's about the feel. Because if you get your you finally get your shiny Mew, you've walked 151 kilometers. You've you've done a million other things. I I'm working through it right now. I'm almost finished walking my kilometers. It's the masterwork stuff takes a long time long time. Kyle's going to finish it by 2024. Now, no, once I get the once take.
0: I get the catch one done, I'll be able to do the other one's no problem.
1: Okay. All right, it'll be great to see that happen. I'm excited for us to both have our shining News very soon. But when you appraise it and if it's 10 10 10, you cannot tell me that your initial is like, "Oh man."
0: Like, come on. I mean, honestly, a 10 10 10 is just as funny. I save 0%. Yeah. I actually don't even think I have a 0%, ironically enough. I have like a 2%. And that's the lowest I, it's I have. It's funny, but it still feels bad. I mean, it doesn't feel that bad for me. We
1: just use humor to cover up and cope with our personal just distress.
0: My my regular Mew is not that great. My Celebi is not good. My Celebi is actually awful, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and it just doesn't. I think that's just Celebi, buddy. Well, no, but I mean, if Celebi had a grass fast move, it'd actually be pretty all right. But yeah, that's a yeah. problem. Separate problem. I don't know. I just I think there's a bigger issue in that we need to be able to get a second, like another Mew or more Mew because people powered up their first one.
1: <laughs> there's that. And then also there was a glitch uh, back when the stack was a the thing that got reset. You could get a second regular Mew. So some people have three. Mm. Uh, that being said. I I agree. I understand and appreciate doesn't make a big difference overall. Just there's a little window when people are like, ah, it's 11, 12, 11 that you're like, dang, that ain't special at all, is it? It could have been better. Like remove that feel bad situation
0: from the equation, especially because it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I I will give you that. I just simply don't agree. That's all. (laughs) Great.
1: That's what I like to hear. All right. Thanks for the email there. Hugo, appreciate it. This last one is from Mitch. Hello, crubbish and Kylamer. <laughs> hey Mitch, <laughs> what's going on? My sustainable friends. I have had a great week of play and I look forward to the start of sustainability week. I battled a lot last week in GBL. I used a team in open GBL that pretty much carried me to rank 20. Now that I'm at rank 20, I'm done for the season. It seems like my skill just falls off the edge of a cliff. When I see that ELO number, thanks to Venusaur Bastidan, and G Stunfisk. That's a nice set. Updates on Twitch. Go cast Elbrancasaurus Bronchosaurus made some emotes for me. Thank you. Exciting times for those already on the gravy train. They're nice, very fun emotes. Yes. I love them. And one other thing. I like Binnacle. It's not weird or creepy. It's cool. One of my favorite Pokemon. I'll go in my future best buddy box Get- right next
0: to Electric. Get out of here. Mitch, you're just being <laughs> contrarian here. That's my job. <laughs> Old goals. Rank 20 in GBL. Yes. Now,
1: what to use that elite fast on? Ten additional theory and Landorus caught. Yes, already ready to max one. One million experience. Nope, fell short. That's okay. New goals: perform a sustainability action, catch a shiny Trubbish, and acquire five hundred thousand experience. One hundred and thirteen million experience total. And as always, shiny vibes all. Mitch cooks gravy. Harry and resin super player. Thank you for your email, Mitch. Quite appreciate it. If you'd like to send an email, just like these fine folks said, you can to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 262-586-77017. Visit our website for all things GoCast Podcast, including all that contact information. If you can't remember or don't want to rewind, go to gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast.com. Support us on Patreon monetarily for as little as $1. And that gets you access to our patron discord, which is the best perk we have available by far. Go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash go cast podcast. Shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zekwalker, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Laurie, Sports, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Jabril, and Tish. Y'all are the real MVPs. Thank you so much for helping us keep the digital lights on. We also got two reviews this week. This first one from CJ Trutch. This is very helpful for me and all Pokemon Go players and newbies. It keeps me up to date on new events, Pokemon, and updates, and not forgetting PvP data. They are the best and very funny and informative. Thank you so much. And the second one from, I'm assuming, a relative, the real CJ uh, Trutch. Are you a Pokemon geek, want to know more, and are playing Pokemon Go? Then this is the podcast for you. Thank you very much for those reviews. Reminder, if you want to help support the show uh, and you, the monetary route is not uh, available to you, that you can for free by leaving a review on your favorite podcatcher that has uh, infrastructure for review. So that leaves out Spotify. Get it together, Spotify. <laughs> that's why I listen to my podcasts. That's why I listen to my <laughs> podcast, too. <laughs> I'm upset about it. I'm upset about yeah. it. Anyway, let's do some goals and get out of here. So. this week what are you going to be doing this weekend is going to be the friendship event so keep that
0: in mind oh i uh, i don't know what that means for goals but whatever that means there you go i mean there is that special research right for hundred thousand experience collection challenges and stuff uh Uh, i want to do that i want to make sure i find time to do that okay i'm gonna finish my best buddy with bane my 100 percent gengar and figure out what the heck i'm gonna do next for buddies Okay, let's go for three hundred and fifty thousand Stardust, because I'm assuming you can't lucky egg that research experience. So
1: anything else? Just those three?
0: Yeah, just those three. I am officially cutting back on spending on Pokemon Go outside of events or very compelling raids at the moment. All right. That
1: sounds like a good plan to me that I will not subscribe to my goals for this week are going to be friendship day in its entirety, all the things that I possibly can do them collection challenge and all the other challenges. Just do it, do it, do it all 1 million experience total. Hopefully friendship day will help push me over the edge with that sort of stuff. And then work on my friendship with Quasar, my 100% Rayquaza. I've gotten to the first heart. Of course, it's very easy to do, and I'd like to work on the rest with uh, walking and doing events and playing this week and or weekend. So that's it. I'll also only set three goals. But that's it. We've gotten to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening all the way through. Kyle, thanks for being here.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Hey, anytime. It'd be weird if I didn't. Let's be honest. Be weird if I wasn't here either. Kind of wild, queen. I Look don't that. know. Oh, that's even stranger. I don't think I'd <laughs> want to do a solo show. That'd be kind of weird.
0: You did it once. Yeah, it was weird. One time in 141 episodes. It was very strange. Yep. Mm -mm. Anyway,
1: we'll see y'all next week. Thanks so much for listening all the way through. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye.